I'm here with my best friend in the world, Annie Sorge. Annie P. Sorge. We've been besties since high school. She is a lawyer. She is a artist. She is a musician. She plays many different instruments. She can harmonize with anything or anyone, including your air conditioning unit. Vacuum cleaner. <laughs> A siren going by. <laughs> and she also is a wonderful human being, the smartest person I've ever known, and has a unique ability to light up a room and make everyone feel special. So I thought, you know, why not have Annie on to spread a little bit of Christmas cheer? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. I'm so honored to be here. And you're my favorite person as well. So, And um, we're sitting in my childhood bed right now. Yep. We've got a Jumanji-like um, <laughs> net. What makes sort it of... Jumanji-like? Well, it's like like a, like a bug net. Oh, totally. Of. Yeah. This so does if, look like a bug net. So if there were bugs, this would protect us. It's a canopy bed to canopy. be clear. Yeah, that's true. And this was supposed to look like a princess <laughs> <laughs> top over okay. my bed, but I guess You're if right. we were like looking at it creatively, it does kind of look like a bug net. Part of the reason why I wanted to have a canopy bed, true story and really insightful of you that you would have noticed this is cuz I was deathly afraid of spiders falling on me as a child <laughs> and that I would eat one in my sleep because I heard you eat nine in your sleep and I'm like well at least if I have a canopy bed that lessens my chances like maybe I'll eat four instead of nine okay that's gross can we also talk about the sticky stars that are on the ceiling that are so 1990s yep I put stars on my ceiling when I was set no that's a lie I was probably like 14 or something it's a little old for stars <laughs> I just wanted to to have something fun to look up at when I couldn't sleep at night. Through the stars. Yeah. And, and so they've stayed on my ceiling for at least the last like 15, 16 years. I mean, I love it. Welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's also, my room is the hottest room in the house in the summer, the coldest room in the winter. So we're snuggled up with one another trying to make it through this Michigan so chill. We're so close. Even though it's not that cold out. No, it's actually really hot. Yeah. It's now. nice. Yeah, it is. So I wanted to have Anna on just tell like a little bit of her story, and then we're going to talk about ways to get creative over the holidays, because I think this is one of the best times to be creative. Agreed. Because you have more time, and because there's so many fun, festive things you can do. I love it. Fun, festive. <laughs> Alliteration, honey buns. And then we're going to also delve into how to deal with holiday drama and family drama, because when we're going back home, whether home is like 10 minutes away from where you live... Or for me, like a couple thousand miles, it's often very triggering because you end up reliving the same dynamics you did as a child. And even if most of those dynamics were good, it can make you feel like you're a little kid again and you're back there and you're powerless. So we want to talk about ways to get through that and how to have tough conversations with family members or not, depending on the situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or not. Or not. So Anne, yes. you're a lawyer. Um, I am a lawyer. And I love what I do, but I love to be creative. And I'm so inspired by your show because you not only talk about, you know, people who do creative things as their main source of employment, but also just as their main source of enjoyment, which is something that I feel very strongly about because I think that in a lot of ways, if I didn't have my creative outlets, that I would absolutely hate every day. Yeah. And... You know, people forget that just because it's not what's making you money, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It can still be your passion. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be your income. Right. You know? And, like, so what do you think for you the benefit has been of making your creative exploits your hobbies? I mean, you still get paid sometimes to do artwork because literally Annie is insanely talented. You have to <laughs> check her out. She's at Annie Paintings on Instagram. It, that's what it is, right? I think so. So, Yeah. <laughs> 
but she like she does get commissioned sometimes because she's that good she like doesn't even try and just gets offered to like get paid for her work but you haven't done that consciously and so how have you been benefited by keeping it as the hobby yeah I don't think there's the pressure of having to produce a certain quality of work and instead it's more just a way to relieve my stress or to sort of avoid real life, which is nice. Um, (laughs) We all need to avoid real life. (laughs) But but I've kind of wanted to keep it that way just so that it can be my happy place. Do you think if you didn't have it in that position in your life, it wouldn't be your happy place? Yeah, I actually have no idea. And maybe I'm just justifying the fact that it is only my happy place. No, I don't think you're justifying it. I think you truly like believe that and that's your truth right now. But I think you could find a way. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. It depends, though. It depends because the thing is when you move into making creativity your profession, it is a risk that you lose the joy. Right. Scary. Scary. It's It's like super scary. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that, I mean, so many people love what they do and so many people do creative things. For their work. For their work. Correct. Yeah. And, I, you know, you used to say this really funny thing. You're like, I just need to get burned out on the law thing first. And I think that there's something to that. Like, if you go through, not to say that you need to go through and, like, get burned out on whatever you're doing. But, like, if you decide to pursue a more traditional path first, there there's a lot of benefits to that. One, you accrue a good amount of income so that you can maybe one day, if you ever decide to, like, take your creativity and make it your profession, you have the money to support right. you it. Like you funded base. yourself, basically. Yeah. yep. The other thing is you do keep the love for those creative things going and that becomes your joy spot. And Mm -hmm. so you only have positive energy associated with it. And the third thing that I'd say off the bat is once you end up going toward the creativity as your profession, you're so ready because you know what the alternative is and you know that's not livable for you anymore. Right. So, or maybe you... Maybe you just stay in the non – not to say like law isn't creative because I do think there's a lot of creativity yes. involved in it. But the more traditional path mm-hmm. and you just always have that on the side and it makes you a more interesting person and a happier person. So you really can't lose. You can't lose. Can't at lose. All. Can I also say that what? I'm distracted by the beanie baby that's sitting on the little table over there? <laughs> you sure can. I, I don't know what that beanie baby I is. I can't really tell from Wait, here. Why? So also another note about my childhood bedroom. So good. It was set up. Well, the bedroom hasn't been updated since 1998 <laughs> besides the stars on the ceiling, which is pretty innovative at the time. Yeah. Um, but Also, I decorated it with pictures of the people I was friends with from when I was 15. So like my best friends from when I was 15, who are, for the most part, I still all lovely people, but I'm not really close with them anymore. So like all these random pictures of people are up on my walls. Make love, not war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something that says make love, not war. At the point I put that up, I was still a virgin. So that's good. (laughs) Um, And then there's this random ass beanie baby. From God knows when. And and why that one? I have the Princess Diana Beanie Baby. Mm, yeah. I have deal. the- Worth about um, $3. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told my dad when I bought it that it was going to fund my college. I was like, dad, You're... this is an investment. This is an investment. Like I had this little jewelry box I used to keep like money I'd get from birthdays and stuff in. And I'm like, I need to buy this Beanie Baby. <laughs> I even ha- bought the crown that goes with it. Oh my God. I didn't even know there was a crown. Well, I don't think it was like made by Ty, but like- I feel I shortchanged a, now. I had a crown that- perfectly fit on her head so <laughs> so anyway but all that's to say like okay, i have some prized possession beanie babies that are like actually you know 
they were like in the zeitgeist <laughs> as far as like what was popular. Right. This one is just like a generic ass beanie baby. Yeah. It's just got a, bear. a peace sign Literally on the it. bear. Yeah. yeah. So huh. okay, don't know cool. why it made I'm my sorry. shelves. I'm sorry. That was just so distracting to me. For some oh, reason. no. Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, the whole decor of this room is distracting. <laughs> I love it. It's so comforting. <laughs> it is comforting in a lot of ways. So are you uh, so glad to be home? Yeah. I feel so much better being home. Like, I always feel more able to be myself and to rest in Michigan. Like, I don't feel like when I'm in L.A., I feel like I have to be working all the time. Mm. Like, so much is expected of me. Do you feel like your creativity flourishes being home? Like, where you were as a little kid? Yeah. Definitely. I think it's partly because I feel safer because I feel like my brain can rest here. And I do think that there's something very special about Michigan. I don't know what it is. Is it probably because I'm here? It's probably because you're here. (laughs) (laughs) But there is something really, really special where I did a whole episode about it, as you know. But like when I come home, I just feel like I'm more able to be myself. Like it sets my foundation. And creativity, like songs, just like flow out of me. I already wrote the second verse of the song I've been kind of like sitting on for Mm, last month. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, And I do think that in general, like this is a really good time if you have projects that you've been working on that you haven't gotten to the bottom. Like obviously take some time to rest. Like that can be just as important. But also work on the projects you've been pushing down because you've been too busy with work or – like you love doing puzzles, which I, I love, love about you. So much. Can you explain why you love puzzles and why it's good for you creatively? Yes, I think it's. Uh, well, oh, that's a hard question. Okay, but I <laughs> asked you the other day, and you said you like puzzles because it's like a meditation almost. Well, it is a meditation. Like you have to focus. Bring the mic up to your mouth. Oh, sorry, <laughs> that's so hard. Okay, I know, but okay, so is life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love puzzles because. You're focusing on something very specific, but you can also and let's be, be thinking clear, about. You're talking about literal jigsaw puzzles. Correct? Yeah, this is okay. not like the New York yeah, this, Times. This isn't a metaphor. <laughs> oh yeah, this is not. No, no. So specifically, White Mountain brand puzzles, because I, I would like to say I they have. Love that um, you know the brand. They're they're really well cut and they have minimal puzzle dust. Okay, that's a real thing. Because if you this is so niche right now. If you. Get a cheapo puzzle and then you pour it onto your table. There's all this freaking dust that wow. that goes everywhere. This White Mountain experience does not have those. I literally would never know about unless I was <laughs> friends with you. Yeah, so White Mountain Puzzles does an excellent job with that. And they cut all their pieces. You'll never get a puzzle that has the pieces still stuck together. That's a huge Thank issue as well. God. <laughs> no, but puzzles are so fun. And you know what else is so fun about them is that if you have it on a table and then people come over, they all sit down and start the puzzle. Oh, and so it brings human connection. Unlike it does. so many things in this technology era. Right. And, yeah. And they don't have to like be there for the whole thing. They can just come in and it's like a good friend. Like you, you can start off wherever you left off. Oh, I love that. How do you think it like, – because, you know, would you say you have anxiety? I think more I'm just like very high energy. And you get stressed because you have a lot of work all the time. Right. Or a lot of, what's that phrase? Irons in the fire? Yes. So do you think that it helps you calm down at all doing the puzzles? Like how does it kind of affect your nervous system when you do them? I just feel relaxed Mm -hmm. because you just have to sit there and you, you do have to like concentrate. So you're not thinking about all the things that you would be thinking about if you're just aimlessly scrolling through your phone and 
looking at things that stress you out and comparing yourself to people. Like you're just looking at perfectly cut little pieces <laughs> with minimal puzzle dust. Praise God. Of all the things to be grateful for this holiday, that might be number one. <laughs> I mean, okay. You'll see when you come over. I would love to. I would love to. You know, I, I was telling I you. I a new one, so. <laughs> Speaking of being creative, like when I was younger and the puzzle didn't fit, I would just like make it fit. (laughs) Like if it didn't fit, I was like, well, I just, I need this piece to go That really like exemplifies your personality. I know. Like if something doesn't work, you make it work. I don't know if that's good. It was partly because I was impatient and didn't want to sit there and figure out where it should go. Okay. But I think it's that you, you sort of like cross boundaries like you're like it doesn't matter if it doesn't fit I can still do it I love that that's a really ideal version of me (laughs) I think it's it's exactly how you are and I think you mentioned that in your high school graduation speech oh my gosh and you remember of course I do you said you're you're like a wait now I I said I was a square peg in a round hole yeah exactly and that's like a puzzle piece. That's so true, Anne. Wow. <laughs> you're really making me see myself. <laughs> I think you're great. I think you're great. Thank you. So yeah, so I think doing puzzles is actually like a great thing to think about this holiday. I think too, like baking can be yes. such a beautiful way to express creativity, to like have connection, to detox from the phone. Right. You've been baking a lot. Like tell me about what that experience has been like. Well, the baking part's fun. It's very satisfying. But then also the fun part is feeding people with it. They're always so appreciative. And then, you know, normally really complimentary, even though it could taste really bad. But they're not going to be like, oh, wow, this is horrible. So you feel good about yourself. And you're (laughs) sharing something that you made. Which is so creative. So creative and so um, gratifying. And satisfying. And I was trying to think of Latifying. another thing that rhymed. Oh, that's not a word. <laughs> I love latifying. Well, because you and your mom want to cook together. Well, because we've been watching the Great British Baking mm-hmm. Show, which, by mm-hmm. the way, if you're not watching that show, Honey Buns, let me tell you, get a Netflix subscription, watch it right away. I literally sob almost every single know, episode. It's so good. It is so beautiful. Like, it is, they all help each other. My favorite thing about it, it's like, it's the epitome of Unleash Your Inner Creative because it's... 12 people, sometimes 13, that they take who are like the quote-unquote best amateur bakers in Britain. And they bring them in. They all have normal jobs during the week. None of them are professional bakers. They bring them in for two days on the weekend to do these three competitions. They all help each other. If one person's struggling, they rush. Oh, they're so supportive. I mean, and then then they all, they love it so much they're crying. I mean, like, (laughs) I just, I can't take it. Like, I I actually curled up into a ball and sobbed Aww. after the last episode I watched. It was like the final episode of uh, season six on mm-hmm, Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so beautiful, like how and how much pride they take in I it. I know, and how artful they I are. Know. And it, I can't say enough good things about the show. But and you brought the show up a few times on here. Oh my gosh! Right with John, didn't you guys talk about it? Well, yeah, but that was before I watched it. Oh, yeah. So Johnny was talking about how that show inspired him to bake. I always kind of shrugged off baking because I'm like, I don't have time for that. But it made me realize like what a beautiful practice it is and how much love can go into baking right? and how much passion can go into it. And I've been looking for a hobby. And so I'm like, well, maybe I'll start making, you know, cakes and pies and yeah. puff pastry. I can see being great at it. Maybe. like, But I do need to learn patience. And I think so sometimes maybe – Looking at other areas of creativity as a hobby that could help you also build your patience mm-hmm. is a good way to do it. Like 
the puzzles. Maybe I should start looking into puzzles and like actually trying to make the pieces fit. <laughs> where they're supposed to where go. Where they're supposed to go. Well, also an interesting you thing know, about baking, baking. Yeah, I think that would be good or different for you is that it's sort of like a science. Like you have to follow the directions mm-hmm. or your cake, like it won't rise. And I hate reading or directions. Be, right. You can't like make it up. No. And that's what I always do when I cook. Right. It's yeah. very different than just like some sort of dish where you can like little this, this little that. Yeah. There's no little this. I guess unless you're really good, but I'm not really. Oh, I could I never. Mean, no. And even if you're really good, you still have to have the correct proportions. Right. Or else you're going to get something that's very close textured. Oh, I don't know what that means, but ew. they say it a lot. Like it's quite close textured. Oh. Oh, I wonder. I think oh. it just means it's like too. Not airy. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're both doing the same hand motion. <laughs> it's like a very Italian. Yes. Like, Amore. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, definitely baking. And then I think, too, like, if you're staying home or if you're going back to your place of origin, exploring your own city is a really fun thing to do. Yes. So I love that you and your boyfriend, Tim, are going not far away. I don't remember what city you said, but you're going somewhere close by and you're doing a little staycation. And I think that's really fun because you get to experience the city through different eyes. Right. And I never – we're going to Rochester. And I never really go there. Right. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> so, right so that'll be fun just like a little getaway but then you're close enough you know when your parents want you to come back for the family dinner you can still make it back oh we're gonna get there so that's very cool like me and my dad are gonna go to the dia which is the detroit institute of arts haven't been there since i was like 18 We're going to go explore the city, like try different food. We're going to maybe go see, you know, how we went to see Aladdin last year. They loved it. Like little Broadway shows that come through Detroit. So I don't know if there's anything really good right now, but we might do that. So it's just really fun. Like I encourage you wherever you are, especially if you're in your own city or your city of origin, explore the city and do things you wouldn't normally do there to inspire you. Can I also say one other thing? I keep asking you if I can say something. You can say anything you want. That's why I had you on the show. I didn't have you on the show to censor you. Oh, good. Thank you. I also, this holiday break, really want to organize. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's I'm talk so about that. I'm so excited about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, and, my gosh. Because you're a really big organizer. And, like, what do you think that does for you mentally when you finally, like, get your space well, into a good place. One of my favorite things is finding things I bought that I forgot about. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of stuff that I've had since probably like 1998. Great I year. Would, I would say. My whole bedroom. Yeah. Like I, I – the other day wore a pair of limited two socks and I thought – I love you for that. I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I should still have these though. <laughs> I finally did a, a sock – and an underwear throw out Ooh, this you year. know, they say underwear, like, expires, basically. Oh, really? Well, share I the tips. I think they said six months. Six months? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm no one sure. I'm potentially going to date listen to this. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but something about the fibers and you can only... Okay, Ooh, this is getting should... gross. Oh, you know this what? Thing. I'm sorry. I'm if this out. is a thing, then they need to put a warning label on the tags. Well, I when think you it, buy it, they should put like I if there's an a six months expiration date for underwear. Okay, maybe that's maybe no, that's not it. I, I bet you. Made that I bet up. you you're right. And I need to throw a lot of things away. I'm just gonna say that much. If that's the case, just throw all your. But guess underwear what? Out. I bought a bunch of new Kelvin Klein underwear. This is not a sponsorship, 
but they have the best underwear. I know. I, I just some. bought a bunch from Nordstrom Rack, and they're like half off. Nordstrom Rack has excellent Calvin Klein underwear yeah. sales. Yeah, I highly recommend you go get some. They're the best underwear I've ever had. I always wore Victoria's Secret before, but those are like blah compared to these. Yeah, and you should. And wear I feel cotton, so much so sexier good. in these too. Oh, did yeah. they have the cool little band like the classic? Yeah. Love it. Yeah, love it. It's great. So back to organizing. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, it's great to, like, find things that you didn't know you had. But really, it's really smart to go into the new year just with a clear space and a clear head. Because it does really affect you. Like, as much as I love being all over the place in a mess, like, because that's my natural state that I want to be in, (laughs) I do recognize when I have things in a proper place and everything's really clean and tidy, I feel so much better and I'm so much more able when I'm done with my day job work go into whatever I want to do because I'm not exhausted by the space crumbling around me. Right. And you can think clearly because it's clear, clean. Clean and clear and under clean. control. <laughs> Wasn't that a commercial? Yeah. What is that? Clean, clear, and under control. I love LA. Uh, Neutrogena? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Neutrogena. You're right. So Anymore. I was just thinking last year we made dream boards on – New Year's yes, Eve. Yes, this is also a great time to do dream boards. Yes, we should do another one. We but should. Did you, do you feel like you accomplished what was on your dream board last year? One of the things was gut health, and I think I got much closer to gut health. Love. Besides the last month when I ate everything and in we, sight. we just had a tray of homemade cookies, cookies downstairs. <laughs> I didn't eat gluten for most of the year, which is actually, if you do have gut issues, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Not all gut issues, obviously, but for what the acid reflux I was going through... It was very, very helpful. I got my album done. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Everyone listen to it. It's so good. I'm sorry, yelling <laughs> into the thing. It's okay. So excited um, about it. And I don't remember a lot of what else was on it. Well, everyone hasn't heard all the songs yet. Yeah. Your album. It's true. Saying. Sorry. So listen one. to Road to Glory. But I've heard most of them. <laughs> she had an exclusive listen. Behind <laughs> the scenes. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I think I did accomplish a lot of it. But here's the thing. And let me just say one thing to you. I didn't hang up my dream board until two months ago. It was <laughs> sitting on my floor. So if you make a dream board, make sure to hang it up because I did notice that change things for oh, me a little bit. Once I put it on the wall and started looking at it every day instead of like being like, oh, I should hang that up. I almost felt like I had disregarded my dreams up until that moment. Aww. And then I was finally putting them on top. And it was when I cleaned my room that I did Aww. it. But what do you? What about you? Do you think your dreams came true from your board? I think most of my dreams came true, yeah. Because you met your boyfriend. Yep. You um, had, bought a house. You had more fun. One weird thing was that I, on my dream board, put this cute car that had luggage with it because I wanted to travel more. And then the license plate said... Utah and I have been to Utah but it's not like a place I go Mm -hmm. and then randomly my friend had her bachelorette party in Utah this summer so I went to Utah so weird I will say a couple things that were pretty weird that happened so at the time we did the dream boards I didn't know that this show was going to be called Unleash Your Inner Creative I thought it was going to be called How to Be an Artist and I had this thing on there that said creativity takes courage and that was one of the first things I posted for this show but I didn't realize my dream board said it weird because it wasn't hanging out and it's interesting that I shifted the title to creativity instead of or like creative instead of artists and then another weird thing that happened was I posted this quote about like women helping other women and when we help each other we lift everyone up and it was I didn't know who it was by at the time and then I met Valerie Jarrett, who worked very closely with Barack Obama because she came on the Goop podcast, which I produce. And 
she was the person who said that quote. Wow. So she was on my dream board and I met her and like she took a huge liking to me. She was so sweet because she also grew up as an only child, very close to her parents. And so like she was like, we need to get a picture together. So it wasn't just like I met her. Like that's literally never happened with anyone we've had on the podcast before. Wow. So like I met her, really connected with her and she connected back with me. Dream boards. Dream boards can work. Sometimes there's magic. So yeah, you should definitely do that. This is a good time of year to kind of engage in intention setting and reflection. Um, Fresh start. Yeah. What do you? Th- what was your top moment of the year so far? My top moment of the year was buying my house, which also led me to meet my sweet Lover. man. <laughs> Lover. I like that song. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my highlight. I have worked very hard, and it was finally like I could see all my hard work mm. going into something, and it was just very exciting. And that's a huge moment, too. I was so proud of you when you bought your house because... I hate being alone? No. <laughs> not Actually, that wasn't the reason. I was proud of you because it's not easy as a single woman to buy a piece of land. True. Like, this is something, like, let's take a look at history for one second. This is something women literally couldn't even do. Like, what? It was barely possible just mm-hmm, a few mm-hmm, years ago. Mm-hmm. Long story short. Right. I don't know the exact history of it, but I know that women couldn't even buy a car without a man's, you know, co-signing. <laughs> Wait, really? A few years ago. Yeah, like, back in the 60s, I think. What? So, this is, like, pretty powerful that you, as a single woman, found a way completely independently to buy a house. And it just was a really empowering moment for me to see you do that. And I was like, wow, like, if Annie can do it, maybe I can do it, too. Oh, thank you. You can. Of course you can. You can do that and more. Yeah, it was pretty neat to see my name on the deed. Yeah. And, I mean, you're going to be really creative in the way you decorate it, too, because your space is, like, really quirky yes, and totally. fun. Yes, I was I so happy wait. that you ended up getting the house you got. But Me that's, too. I mean, you know, having a house, that's a great way to unleash your inner creative because there's opportunity around every corner. <laughs> <laughs> and interesting how things work out and how they're, you know, they say everything happens for a reason. Like I had the house before that I thought I was in love with and then right. the deal fell through beyond my control. And then now I wouldn't want that house at all. Right. So just interesting how, yeah, like the thing you think is the worst thing that ever happens to you, happened to you could actually be the best thing. Right. Just like your qualities. Yeah, exactly. The best and the worst thing about you are usually the same. Yeah. So, okay. One other thing that I do want to bring up that I had a pretty great idea for. I did a little Instagram live, but no one watched because I'm pretty sure everyone's out like buying presents. <laughs> It's kind of depressing for me. Um, <laughs> I saw that you were live, but I was pulling up in front of your house. Exactly. So I didn't look Yeah, you're like, it. I'll see you're live in one second. Mm, one second. <laughs> so the idea I had and that I really want to enact is to start doing an open mic on the Unleash Your Inner Creative page. <gasps> Meaning that I'm going to go live on there, maybe start out like singing a song, or maybe it will even be like a live podcast, like I would stream a little bit of this. And then I want people to start asking to join in. So like... You might have your own song that you want to sing, or maybe you have a monologue you want to do, or you want to show this thing you just baked, or you want to talk about your business, or you want to, you know, 
tell a story. I don't know, whatever it is. I want to start creating an internet open mic for people to share their work. I think that's brilliant. And I think it's a great way for us to be able to be creative without ever leaving our house, really engage in the community and really support each other. Because that's a component of this that's missing by just doing the podcast with one guest at a time is I really do want to create this into a community. And so I feel like that would be a great way to grow the community. It'd be a great way for all of us to support each other and really learn more about like who's a part of the show and their work and also just have fun together again, without ever leaving our house or apartment. I think it's great. Also creativity is sort of a, a weird thing because you need like a team, like a, like a, an artist alone. Right. Or, or like a musician's really only as good as their fans. Right. Right. You can't, you're not like a musician if you have zero fans. Right. You can like you're a musician, but you don't have anyone to listen to. Right. Right. There's literally with any form of like a creative path that you're taking, if you don't have consumers of the creativity, consumers, yes, it's, it's, it's still a thing, but it's only a thing for you to enjoy. Like the enjoyment, like you said, with baking, it comes from seeing other people enjoy it or react to it. Right. That's the best part of doing anything, of putting anything out into the world is seeing how it can possibly positively affect other people. Right. Yeah. Of course you can be a musician for yourself, but if you're trying to make it. Yeah. Or even if you just want, I mean, to no, share it. most people don't want to make music just for themselves. And if they do, good for them. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important to make things that are of service to other people. And I think it'd be, it would be a really nice way for us to share who we are with each other and support each other. So that's I something I want to do. And idea. I think I might do the first one over the holidays. So if you're interested, DM me. And let's find a good time to do it for everyone. Slide in my DMs, baby. Ew. What? Dirty. So? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's It doesn't... No, it's like just creative. But okay. I wanted to creative make it dirty because I thought it was funny. Oh, sorry. Okay. You never heard anyone say slide in my yes, DMs? Yes, I have. Oh. But in a dirty way. <laughs> Some people say it in a fun way. Oh, okay. <laughs> slip slide in a way. I love slip and slide. Was that, Slip and slides. Was that the thing that it was called? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> My dad hated those because it ruined our grass. Yeah. You're, okay. Let's talk about an artist. <laughs> Annie's dad is named David Sorge. <laughs> Shout out to dad. Shout out to dad. He keeps his grass one centimeter long. Like He does? It's so short. It's like a golf course. It's so well quaffed. Yeah, it is. He loves outside things. Like, he's a beautiful gardener. He's really an artist when it comes to gardening. I wouldn't be surprised if he could raise a bonsai tree from scratch. Oh, bonsai. (laughs) That'd be fun. Yeah. So maybe he can try that. Okay, cool. Okay, so final thing we wanted to talk about was interesting or difficult family dynamics and how to deal. And you probably need creativity as an outlet to deal with the stress. Right. So one thing I will say is that, you know, I haven't had any meltdowns yet. Yes. Knock on wood. But it does, when you're home, I think it does make you, (laughs) she just knocked on some real wood. I just, I just knocked on the. Genuine wood. The Target pink light fixture. (laughs) When you're home, you're, you're prone to that because you're like sinking into the roles that you held as a child and maybe you felt like the victim or maybe you felt like you know one person in your family like didn't pick up the slack or like looks at you like a little kid like there could be a million things going on but it does make you prone to sometimes having a breakdown or getting offended or feeling 
many emotions. And so I think personally, the best way to deal with it is be as logical as possible. Like take a break if you have to, like go for a walk. If you are lucky enough to have a room, go go to your room. <laughs> Some people might be staying on the couch. And then when you do feel like you can actually respond instead of react, then you can have a conversation about whatever drama just happened. Don't talk when you're drunk. Oh, yeah. Don't respond emotionally because you're probably only going to get negative results. Do your best. But if you can't, you can. You move on. Everyone will be fine. <laughs> and just stick to, I think, the current issue. Don't dig up everything in the right. past because then the other person's just going to oh, get irritated. Oh, and that's such good advice. Because I was irritated about a certain situation and in my mind bringing up all these things in the past that really were inapplicable. Well, you're also a lawyer, so you're like, what's my evidence? <laughs> Do you ever find yourself doing that? Do you ever have fake fights with people in your head? No, thank God. Oh my God. I am because like, I've had full on conversations with people, so many that never happen. I'm like, and then they'll say this, and then I'll say this, and then I'll say, like, I have the oh. whole, like, I thought everyone did. Screenwriter. I have dialogues with people <laughs> in my head. <laughs> that's not what's going on in my head. Oh, that's so my nice for like, you. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Can we switch brains? Yeah. Uh, but it's difficult. To stay on task. So how do you do that? Because I mean, you do I don't have know. a lawyer's brain. It. Like, how do you not go to the place where you want to prove the person wrong? Where you have all the evidence lined up and you could bring up every past incident of it. Like, how do you focus on the one situation? Stay as even keeled as possible and just say, like, this is what's happening. Well, you don't want to, like, get caught in the weeds. Because if you start bringing up all that other stuff, they're just going to have more ammunition to come back at you and probably bring up more. So if you stick to your current argument where you know you're right or maybe you have the stronger position, it'll probably go a lot smoother Mm -hmm. than like digging up all this old dirt that's just going to make it everything so messy. I mean, I didn't really do that because I really didn't confront the issue or say anything. So instead, it's just eating at me inside and you counseled me through it. Thank (laughs) God for friends. Sometimes you do, I think, too, need to know when to bite your tongue. Like the holidays aren't necessarily the best time to like tackle these long-standing issues. Right. There's already so much pressure. There's There's so much pressure. People are freaking out. Like everyone's (laughs) exhausted because they've worked so hard up until the end of the year and they just want some time to like decompress. And it's tempting. Yes. Like I think if you absolutely have to have it, you can have a calm conversation, like you Mm -hmm. said, that just confronts the one issue in an unemotional fact-based way. Mm -hmm. But you also have to know if it's maybe not the right time to talk about whatever your longstanding issue is with this person. Right. You know, like if it's on Christmas day and people have been drinking or like everyone's exhausted, like maybe that's not the best time to have this conversation. Maybe you do it Three days later, when, you know, things have calmed down, you're not feeling so emotional about it, you're eating breakfast, and you can just say, hey, when you did this, it made me feel blank. I wonder if next time we could do blank. Right. What are you really trying to accomplish? Like, mm-hmm. Are you trying to be right, or are you trying to make things better? Better for everybody else. Because mm-hmm. sometimes if you – also, if you try to prove your own point, it could make it worse for someone else. Mm-hmm. Like and an innocent third party. And we're talking in extreme generalities here, you know, but – Totally. But you, you get the idea. Like, either if it's a conflict or an unhealthy dynamic – I think you you have to choose your battles and you have to know the right time and the right way to bring up what you're upset about. Right. Take a breath. Go do a puzzle. Go for a walk. Bake something. Right. Sit in your bedroom under your fly net. (laughs) 
Jumanji. That was a callback to the beginning. <laughs> it was really good. And anything else you want to say about your creative year, 2019? 2019. What a great year. So many good things. So many You did have a good things. year. It was good mixed with bad. Yeah. And I'm like excited everything for in next life. year. I've learned a lot this year. Yeah, this was a good learning year. Yeah. And let's start the 20s, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're in the roaring 20s. Oh, my gosh. Wait, How that's fun. fun. Should we be flappers? Woo! Oh, my gosh. It's the 20s. I love it. I love it <gasps> this so is so much. Cool. 100 years oh my after, gosh. The, after <gasps> Gatsby Do you think land. Prohibition will come back? <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you to say something really super witty. No, I had nothing. I was thinking about how, yeah, I can't even say it. I think the 20s are going to be good. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it's the 20s. Oh, my gosh. We're going to, like, get to Hopefully the 30s aren't the depression, though. I mean, here's hoping, honey. (laughs) (laughs) You and everybody else. (laughs) So, Anne, thank you for being on. No, thank you for having me. It's been so fun and, and sitting in your bed. And I just want to do a little call to action. I encourage you to do a year-end review. I'll I'll do mine real quick because I can't just like make you do one and and then I don't do one. I would say this year has been a really important year with many launches. Obviously, this podcast has been the biggest blessing. Getting my music out, my music video, launching a bunch of podcasts I was really proud of, like Lauren Conrad's podcast and so many more. But it's been great Like and a lot of really wonderful things happening professionally. But the thing I realized most of all that I've talked about a little bit on this podcast. The biggest thing is none of this is worth it. Pursuing your dreams is not worth it if you can't enjoy your life while you're in the journey. And I think I've been putting so much pressure on myself and making myself work so hard that I haven't been able to enjoy life or have fun. And so my goal for next year is literally enjoy my life and I also want to have fun. I love it. And I want to enjoy the journey as much as I possibly can because none of this matters if you do everything you want to do and you can't be happy. And that means you have to be happy in the small moments and the big moments and everywhere in between. So I'm going to make a lot of space next year for fun and joy and play. And I'm really excited to see how that affects my professional life and my creative life. Awesome. Enjoying life in the 20s. Yeah, the roaring 20s, honey bun. Let's roar. So anyway, I love you. I love you. So much. I love you so much. I love you, the listener. Thank you for checking us out. And, you know, I, I encourage you to do your year-end review. Think about your intentions for the next year. Make a dream board. Make a dream board. Do something creative. And whatever you do, you know, paint, sing, yeah. write. You know, to make time for it because this is a great time for you to really be cultivating the joy of creativity and you get a lot done in this time period. Also rest and play and have fun. Yeah, rest. That's yeah. important. And enjoy your city and um, and your family. And I love you and I wish you a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And thank you for supporting me in this show. Annie doesn't really do a lot of social media, but I do encourage you to follow her painting page at Annie Paintings. And you can follow me at Lauren LaGrasso, at Unleash Your Inner Creative. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review for the show. Favorite it on Spotify. And tell a friend about the show. And I appreciate you. And I believe in you. Talk next week. <laughs>